Do you have someone in your life or do you have people in your life who you wonder why they're there? Because the way they treat you, the way they speak to you, the way they interact with you doesn't honor you, doesn't treat you with dignity, doesn't build you up and at the end of the day, it doesn't even help you. Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz and this is Ascension Presents. Why do we keep people like that in our lives? Why do we keep voices that tear us down, that simply observe and criticize, that watch what we do and try to, at every corner, point out, here's where you've failed, here's where you've gone wrong, here's where you're bad. Why do we keep those people in our lives? Why do we keep those voices as the voices that live rent-free in our brain? And I guess really ultimately I'm not even talking about relationships. I mean, th those kind of relationships exist absolutely. But I mean the critic who lives in your head. Because I think a lot of us, we fall into that trap. Uh, we have a critic that lives in our head. We have this voice that lives rent-free in our brain. We have this, this voice, right? The critic that continually points out, here's where you've gone wrong. Here's where you've failed. Here's where you don't measure up. Here's everything that's wrong with you. I wish we could do a two-way thing right now because I wish I could see you go like, oh yeah, or like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Because the worst thing about this critic, if you recognize that you have this person, this voice in your head, the worst thing about this critic is we end up believing that we actually need them. That's the worst thing. We have voices in our head, the voice of the critic, that simply, that's all they ever do. That's all this voice ever does is it simply points out, here's where you've failed, here's where you've fallen, here's where you don't measure up, here's what's wrong with you. That critic not only doesn't help, we're convinced that we need it, right? Because we think, well, without that critic, without that critic, how am I going to grow? Without that critic, how am I going to get better? Without that critic, how am I going to actually become the person that I'm called to be by Jesus, by God himself? He's redeemed me to be more than I am, so I need the critic and I need to feed the critic and I need to listen to the critic in order to be the person Jesus wants me to be. Okay, fine. Question, when has that critic actually ever helped you? We're convinced, right? We'll go back to my premise. We're convinced that we need the critic. Point out one time in your life where the critic actually helped. Because if you can, if you can point out a time where the critic actually helped, I would say that it wasn't the critic, it was one of two other things. It might have been the convictor, <laughs> the convictor, meaning the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's the one who convicts us of our sins, who highlights, here's where I failed, here's where we've gone wrong. That's not critic. That's not the critic. The critic just says, here's what you've done, this is who you are, right? The critic just says, here's where you failed, you're a failure. The critic says, you don't measure up. <laughs> you didn't measure up, so you don't measure up. The convictor, the Holy Spirit who convicts us, says something else. It says, this is where you've fallen short of the glory of God. There's hope. Here's where you've failed. Here's the lifeline. Here's where you haven't measured up. Here's Christ's merciful love for you. See, the Holy Spirit convicting is always connected to the Holy Spirit's offer of help. Always. So if the critic in your head simply condemns, simply criticizes, that is never, ever the Holy Spirit. And it's not even a helpful coach because that's the other voice. We don't want to listen to the critic. The critic has never helped you even though we're convinced that we need it. The Holy Spirit, the convictor, offers that pointed conviction but also the accessible help. And the coach is another voice entirely. 
I think the voice of the coach can be the voice of the Holy Spirit, but the voice of the coach can also be um, your conscience. The voice of the coach can also be the voice of an actual coach in your life, someone who's actually helped you. The voice of the coach can be the voice of a parent who's loved you very well. Now, here's a little pause. Pause on this one. Sometimes the voice in our head that we hear that is the critic, I often ask uh, people I'm counseling when it comes to spiritual matters, who does that voice sound like? Who does the critic sound like? Sometimes they will say, well, it sounds like this teacher I had who was really condemning. It sounds like this coach I had that was really condemning. It sounds like this mom or dad that I had that I could never do anything right. I say, okay. And it's important to know, to identify whose voice that is when it's the critic, but it's also helpful to identify whose voice it is when it's the coach. Now think about this. All the critic wants to say is, here's where you've gone wrong. The coach wants to say, here's where you can get better. I'm right, right? That's what good coaches do. Now, again, you might have bad coaches. Bad coaches who just point out where you've gone wrong. Coaches have made you feel small. Coaches have, who have made you feel like you couldn't get any better. But good coaches are completely different. Good coaches say, yeah, that's true. You struck out. Um, we were counting on you. Next time, here's what we're going to do. Your coaches aren't going to, they're not going to shy away from the truth. Like again, good coaches are going to make us face the truth. Yep, you came out of the blocks a little too hot and you needed to pace yourself better. Like they're gonna tell the truth. They're gonna say things that we might not want to hear. Well, you know, you'd be able to hit that, keep that pace if you had practiced more consistently on keeping your pace. If you worked intervals more, maybe you'd be able to actually have a kick at the end of the race. Like those are some of the things that a good coach is going to point out. They're not gonna shy away from the truth. They're not gonna candy coat the truth, but they're gonna use the truth in order to help us, which is to say, Okay, you're right. You haven't, haven't been running intervals, therefore you didn't have that speed when you needed the speed. Here's what we're going to do from now on. We're going to work with you to get you to that place where you do have the speed when you need the speed. Right? It's that, that teacher, that coach that's able to say, yeah, so you, uh, I'm going to switch analogies to teacher, but you failed that test. Because why? Well, because you didn't study. Or because you studied, but you didn't study in a way that actually helped you. So let me show you how to move forward in life. That's what good coaches do. Those who are critics, they just say, you've failed, you're a failure. As I said, you didn't measure up, you don't measure up. They've said that this is where you've fallen, just lay there. Coaches will say, here's where you need to grow, let me help you grow. And that's one of the reasons why the Holy Spirit is so powerful and so important, so necessary for every single one of us because God the Father, through the Son, sent the Holy Spirit to us, to what? To be an advocate for us, to be that, that, that one who stands next to us, who guides us, the coach, who also is the source of power. A really good coach is able to inspire, to be able to say, okay, when you're down, let's, let's get up. The good coach is able to equip, which is not just like, let me get you fired up, but also let me give you the tools that you need to move forward. And that's why the Holy Spirit is the one. <laughs> Talk about inspiring. Inspiring, inspiration is what the to breathe into another. The Holy Spirit is the breath of God, right? The Holy Spirit inspires us and the Holy Spirit equips us so that we can actually have not just the tools but also the strength to become the men and women that God has called us to be. The Lord God has declared over you um, that your, your goodness, he also declares to us, into us, Here's where we've fallen. Here's where we feel this is the truth. The truth is we're good. The truth is also we're fallen. But also here is the hope of the coach, God himself, who is the ultimate coach, who says, okay, here's where you can grow. Not just here's where you failed, but here's where I can help. 
Here's where we can move forward. You guys, we are convinced so often that we need the critic. When has the critic ever actually helped? What we need is the convictor who points out the sin but then hands us the hope. What we need is the coach who says, yep, here's where you struggle, but here's where we're going to grow. Here's how we're going to get there. Here's where we're going to move and I'm not giving up on you. And that's, the, that's, the, that, that's what a great coach does, right? A great teacher does. Says, okay, we're struggling. You're struggling. I'm going to struggle with you and I'm not going to give up on you. The critic, all it is, is something that gives up, a voice that just gives up. But the coach, our God, he will never give up. Not on you. Anyways, from all of us here at Ascension Presents, my name is Father Mike. God bless.